Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. We do honor the Word of God. And I do know that the Word of God today and every time the Word of God is preached or taught or even read, if we will just let the faith that the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, if you'll just let the faith of the Word of God come in, God can do anything. There's nothing impossible with God. God can heal you today. He can set you free. He can set your soul free and give you salvation here today, you can repent of your sins, you can receive the Holy Ghost, you can be baptized through the power of faith, just simply believing the Word of the Lord. Amen? I thank God for the Word of the Lord. Aren't you thankful? Hallelujah. And that is this pastor's goal here today. I've been praying uh, to the Lord, God, your church, your people need to hear from you. Not me, but from you. You, Lord, we need to hear your word. What thus saith the Lord? Praise God. Praise God. In the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 20 through 26. Acts 16, 20 through 26. A very beautiful story that um, has been a blessing to all of our lives. And I know in my life it's been a great blessing. And uh, what a beautiful thing that the word of God is. Becky? Good to see you. I missed you there. Glad to have you here today. We've missed you. The book of Acts chapter 16. Does anybody know anything about Paul and Silas? Paul and Silas. It says here in the book of Acts 16, verse 20, And brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men bring, or these men being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. Sound like they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. Troubling the city by just simply, you can trouble the city by just simply following the plan of God. <laughs> you can tur- trouble the city. Uh, especially if a city has a stronghold of darkness upon it. And then verse 21, And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. That seems kind of strange. They had just beat them, now you've got to keep them safely. Well, what he was saying is, make sure they don't get away. Take care of them. Don't allow them to get away. Who have, verse 24, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. I want to preach to you today on this subject. You can't kill my praise. 
You can't kill my praise. Amen. Let's praise the Lord here today before we're seated. God, I praise you. I praise you, God. Hallelujah. The enemy can't kill my praise. Darkness can't kill my praise. Circumstances can't kill my praise. God, I worship you and I praise you and I thank you today. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn around a couple people around you. Shake their hand. You may be seated. Welcome to Landmark. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You can't kill my praise. I know in living for God, there's some very valuable things that have helped me to live for God for these last many years that I've received the Holy Ghost and gave my life to the Lord. Uh, it doesn't mean that everything went perfect. It doesn't mean that I was always on the mountaintop, even as pastor. You know, before I was pastor and then after I've been pastor, I know that there are times that there were some ups and some downs, and there were some uh, victories, and there's some difficult times, and that's the way it is with all of us. But I do know some very vital things that have helped me to live for God. And some of those very vital things, of course, first of all, is is the Word of God. Many times I've picked up this Bible and read Scriptures, and it's not just like uh, just any kind of novel. Uh, it's not like a Louis Lamar uh, Western, a lot of people like those. Uh, it's not like, uh, uh, you know, I know sometimes in the past I like to read um, uh, cartoons <laughs> in the newspaper because it just kind of lighten your your spirit on things. And sometimes I like to get a laugh here and there, there and that kind of strengthens me. But when you read the Word of God, it's not just any like any book. It is a book that brings forth a powerful anointing and spirit that flows out of it. I know when I've read the Bible, there's been times that I've, after I've read it, uh, I've had experiences maybe that same day or the very next day or that week that I, I, I comes back to my mind that scripture that I read and, and some event that happened and I needed that word for that event or that situation in my life. And I was able to lean on it and understand that that word came to me at the right time for the right place and helped me through a time of struggle. I know prayer has been a beautiful experience in living for God. I I can't survive without prayer. I need that time of prayer before the Lord. Uh, These are things, these are just the basics of living for God. And then we could go further, you know, just into a lot of different things about living for God that has helped strengthen us. But I tell you one thing that has really helped me in my walk for God, walk with God through the years, is my times of praise and worship. Uh, I know that I am worshiping God. I'm giving Him worth. And I'm letting Him know how much I love Him, how much I, uh, I adore Him and lift Him up. He is the ultimate. 
If it weren't for Him, I wouldn't be breathing right now. I wouldn't be speaking right now. My heart wouldn't be beating right now. And the same with you if we didn't have the Lord. But I do lift Him up and I praise Him. But you know, there are times in the house of God, and not just in the house of God, but I've praised Him in my vehicle driving down the road. I've praised Him in front of a furnace or an air conditioner. I'm not hiding behind the furnace or air conditioner, but I was working on it. But I prayed. And, I, and there's times I pray, God, help me find out what the problem is. So I can uh, I get some help here. So, uh, uh, But I, I rely upon the Lord every day, and I need Him every day, just like you need Him every day. We cannot survive without Him. But I tell you, one of the things that has helped me through the years, as I mentioned, is that time of worship and praise. There have been times that I have walked into the house of God feeling a little bit down and, and maybe trying to find my way and trying to figure things out. But yet, when I come into the presence of God and just start worshiping Him, it's not just about lifting my hands. It's not just about singing the songs. It's not just about just being here. But it's about all of those things coupled with my heart connecting with the Lord and letting Him know how much I love Him. Amen? I love the Lord, and you love the Lord. That's the reason why the presence of God is so relevant here in this house today and so precious in this house today because we have come with our hearts open and praising and worshiping Him. And I know that in my walk with God, I've walked out the house of the Lord after a church service after praising and worshiping God and felt like I could conquer anything. You ever felt that way? I felt like I could overcome anything. The devil come at me, I, I felt like I could just kind of kick him in the teeth and put him in his place. And, and But maybe before I walked in, before I started praising and worshiping, I didn't feel that way. I felt like, God, where are you? What's going on? I can't feel you. I don't know. But when you walk into the presence of God... You, you got to realize you're in the presence of the Almighty as you worship and praise the Lord. He is pleased with praise and worship, and He loves that praise. But the thing that the enemy wants to do is to kill your praise. And sometimes he kills people's praise by just simple things, taking us out of our element and putting us in uncomfortable positions and putting us into troubles of life and struggles. And there are times that people will forget their very beautiful battle tool and battle armor and battle weapon, and that is to worship and praise God whether things are going good or whether things are going bad. Amen. There are times that we come into His presence and we might be so down and out, but let me tell you something. If you will just break out in your praise and worship and not let the circumstance get you down and stop your voice from speaking out, and you just sometimes, yes, you gotta, you feel like weights or of situations are on your arms and you're trying to lift them up, and you know how it is trying to lift something up with weights on you, but you know, if you will go to that point of sacrifice, and lift your hands and lift your voice and lift your heart up to the Lord and connect with Him, what's going to happen is you're going to find a victory in your life here today. Can I hear an amen? Amen. There's something powerful about praise.
and worship. In the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 13, verse 15 and 16, it reads, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That doesn't say just in the good times, Brother Pauly. It doesn't say when everything's going right, praise Him. And when things are going wrong, don't praise Him. No, it says to worship or to praise God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Amen. He's well pleased. He's well pleased when we come into His house or when we're in our car or when we're on the job or when we're in our house or whether you're in the kitchen or you're in the garage or in the, uh, in the, in the yard mowing or wherever you're at or you're in a store. He is pleased when we understand that He loves the praises of His people. He loves the worship of His people. But there's a lot of things out there that want to kill that praise. And you know why they, the enemy wants to kill your praise and worship because the enemy knows that that is a weapon that will destroy him. He hates when you praise and worship God. Amen. But there are difficult circumstances that come our way in life. It's just life. It's just life. Difficult circumstances can alter our lives. It can make us make decisions that are not stable and that are not beneficial for us physically and for us spiritually when we go through struggles and circumstances. But I know that there are a lot of sacrifices that have went on into this church, into this body of this family of the Lord, this family of Landmark. There's been a lot of sacrifices that have went forth. There's been times that people have walked into this house down and out, struggling, trying to find their way, wondering where God is. But when they began to lift their voice and their heart to the Lord and lift their hands to God, they began to feel the power of that victory begin to pump into their heart and soul. Amen. That's what that's what this apostolic Pentecostal experience is all about. That's where we were born. We were born in to the praises and worship of God. When they were in the upper room, they were praying. But I, I know that they had to have been also praising and worshiping the Lord. And as God came down, it began to change the, the, the environment, the, the atmosphere where they were at. There was something powerful Powerful came down and souls were saved because they began to break forth and not let circumstances stop them from praising God. There's a lot of things that can get us out of sorts, get us to the point where we don't feel like worshiping, feel like praising. But when we get to that point where we're struggling, it's that point of sacrifice when we begin to step into that arena of sacrifice and begin to lift up our voice in praise and worship to God, that things begin to happen in your life. Amen. We find here in this story, Paul and Silas, a Sunday school story we've heard for years. I've preached on this several times. Sunday school teachers have taught on this many times. And we probably could never, Brother Ayers, exhaust it all because there's so much there in this story that we could glean from. But we find here that it says they brought them to the magistrates. you know why they brought them to the magistrates? 
those in authority that were wanting to stop their ministry? It's because somebody was possessed, a woman was possessed of a spirit of divination, and and those that were making money off of her uh, were very, very upset because uh, Paul got tired of her walking behind them and crying out every day, and he got tired of it, and he turned around and rebuked that spirit out of her. And she was a changed woman. And it made those that were making money off of her very mad. So they went to the magistrates, and they, they went to those in authority that could cast a law of judgment against them and throw them into prison. And they said, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. No, what they were doing, they were troubling their money bags, and they weren't able to get the money they wanted, troubling our city. No, it was the best thing for that city. But these men were so self-absorbed in their selves that they said it was troubling their city. And verse 21, And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive. Yes, the things of this book right here are totally contrary to the ways of the flesh, the ways of the world, the ways of sin, the ways, let me put it this way, the ways of things that will lead you to destruction and a pit of hell. This book is contrary to that. Yes. Amen. So they were, they were doing things and teaching customs out of the, out of the Word of God that were trying to change the way this city was being operated and the, and the struggle that was going on in that city. Uh, and, and it says neither to observe being Romans. It's not lawful for us to receive neither, uh, to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And when you look at all of this that happened, would that make you stop praising God? Maybe so, if you followed the flesh. Would that make you uncomfortable? Would that get you out of your comfort zone? Yes, my, my recliner at my house does not have stocks and chains around it. It doesn't uh, bind me to that chair. It's a very comfortable place for me to sit and read and for me to pray. And it doesn't get me to the point where I'm bound to that chair. Uh, I'm comfortable there. But you get me out of that comfort zone and you put me in a prison cell with stocks and, and they beat my back and, and chains and I'm chained up and I can't get out. Yes, it might make me feel like uncomfortable of not, I'm out of my comfort zone and I don't want to do the things that I normally would do. You know, there's a lot of things in life that get us to a point where we think that we've got to back up and stop praising God. Let me say this, there is no circumstance and no situation in life that is worthy of taking our praise and worship away from God. Can I hear a man to that? You see, in the Roman Empire, there were two very different laws. One for the citizens of the Romans, uh, the Roman Empire, and one for those who were not citizens. The Roman citizens had very specific and uh, zealously guarded civil rights. Uh, the non-citizens had no civil rights and were subject to the whims of both the multitude and the magistrates. The multitude and the magistrates felt free 
to abuse Paul and Silas because they assumed that they were not Roman citizens. They felt like that they had the freedom to beat them and to put them in their place and stop them from speaking and throw them into a prison cell. The Bible says when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison. They had no mercy on them. They were wanting to stop this voice uh, and it was stirred up by just a few that were their money bags were not being filled. And it stirred up the magistrates and stirred up the multitude. You see how it happens. It can happen from a small place and it can grow into something where people get hurt. And after being severely beaten, Paul and Silas were imprisoned in the maximum security conditions, putting in a place that was to keep them safely. In other words, don't let them get away commanding the jailer to keep them securely in the inner prison, fastening their feet in stocks. Now, the Jewish, the Jewish legal tradition here uh, was that they gave their prisoners a maximum number of blows on the back, a certain number of stripes to be laid upon their back, and then they stopped. But with the Romans, there was no limitation. There was no limitation here that could be delivered to Paul and Silas. We simply know that Paul and Silas were severely beaten. Beaten uh, uh, to a point where it was far above what the Jewish tradition laws would, would allow, but they were beaten upon their backs. But later, Paul wrote of his life in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. And it says, "...in labors more abundant." in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often, he said, his life was allowed to go through these things. But it didn't stop his praise. It didn't stop his worship unto the Lord. Situations that came against him are things that we possibly will never face in our life. But he didn't allow it, Brother Will, to stop his praise and worship unto the Lord because he had a relationship there that went beyond the circumstances of life. And after such a bad beating, they were put in an uncomfortable condition fasten their feet in stalks. And it's been said that these stalks had more than two holes for the legs, which could thus be forced apart in such a way as to cause the utmost discomfort and cramping of pain. It wasn't a place that they wanted you to feel comfortable. In prison, in stalks, they didn't want you to be there in a comfortable place like some of the places that we have today where they've got like a, uh, a resort of prisons for people to go to. They've got everything. I've been in prison ministry, uh, not that I was there as a prisoner, but I've been in prison ministry reaching out to some of these guys. And, and it's almost like they would lo- rather live there because they have three three meals a day. They have a place to stay. They don't have to worry about anything else. They've got places to play baseball. They've got places to play basketball. They've got all these things, they, all these entertainments and things that they have. But in this prison, it was not a place that they wanted you to feel comfortable. It's a place where they didn't want you to come back here. They don't want you to want to come back here. But it was a place where there was cramping and there was discomfort 
And then when you add to the pain of those things and you begin to consider that the stripes above measure, uh, the beating and the blood that ran down their back and, and the pain that they felt there that day, it was a very painful position that they were in. Even in their pain, God was not far from Paul and Silas. It is said by Tertullian, he said that the legs feel nothing in the stocks when the heart is in heaven. That is the key to not losing your praise and worship to God. When we're in our situations and the legs are uncomfortable and the back is uncomfortable and the heart is uncomfortable and it's not a smooth place to sit or to be and there's a struggle we're trying to figure out where God is and we're trying to figure out why I'm going through the troubles and the pain and the heartache that I'm going through. In those times, we could just sit back and say, God, I blame You. But no, what God is saying to us is the very example that Paul and Silas told told us in this story. Yes, they could have had some reason to sit and do nothing, but they wouldn't allow the circumstances and the struggle and the pain and the heartache that they're feeling that day to make them lose their praise. You know why? Because they knew the source of their life was from Him. It wasn't God's fault that they were in this prison. It wasn't God's fault that they were beaten. But it was the thing that they loved the most. They knew that if if they were to be able to reach at least one person, it was worth it all. And that is the key to it all. Nobody or nothing should be able to kill my praise and worship. It doesn't matter what sickness I go through. It doesn't matter what pain I go through. It doesn't matter what financial struggle I go through. It doesn't matter what situation I'm faced with. One thing is for sure. I know my source of life. And I know my source of life is from Him. And He is worthy of my praise no matter what I'm in. No matter what I'm faced with. He is worthy of praise. Go ahead and lift Him up right now. Oh, yes. I worship You, God. I praise You, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord. You know what praise and worship is? It's giving worth to someone or giving worth to something. And when you consider that the Lord is worth giving it all for, because this life is just a short time, when we consider this life compared to eternity, He is worth everything that we could ever sacrifice, Sister Connie, for the kingdom of God and for the blessings of God. He is worth it all. Worth it all. You, you, if you, we were able to talk to those that have left this earth through death, and went to the other side, and they were prepared to meet God, and they were on the other side. And we could talk to our moms and our dads, and our brothers and our sisters that have passed on, and our uncles and our aunts, and our grandmothers and grandfathers. If they would come back to here, I guarantee you one thing, they would say, I will not go back because I have reached my reward in heaven. I'm with the Lord throughout eternity. I don't want to go back because it was worth it all to leave here. Here to go there. It's worth it all. Tough circumstances don't take away God's worth. 
tough situations, we should give God more worth, more worthy praise, more worth of worship unto Him. He's worthy. He's worthy. But at midnight, as Paul and Silas sat there, I don't think they contemplated, are we going to praise God or not? No, I don't think that the circumstances of their legs and the stocks and the chains that they had on them and I don't think the pain on their back or the whippings above measure, above the Jewish law, uh, I don't think that was an even consideration because here's the thing about sacrifice. Amen. When you love the Lord, sacrifice is not sacrifice anymore. It's just a way of life. It's just a part of us. Amen. When you come to that point and that point of praise and worship. I don't think you just have to sit and contemplate, am I going to praise God or not? I'm going through the hardest situation of my life. I'm going through the hardest pain that I've ever been through. I'm going through the hardest financial situation, you might say, in my life. But I don't think when you have a love and a relationship with God, you even sit there and think twice about if I'm going to praise God or not to those that have sold out to God, to those that have surrendered rendered it all to God. I'm here to tell you today, it's just an automatic response. It's just a part of our heart. It's just a part of our life. Amen. We know the one that has saved us. We know the one that has delivered us. It's just an automatic response out of my heart, out of my soul, out of my life in that area of sacrifice, of praise and worship. Amen. But at midnight, Paul and Silas doesn't say anything in the Bible. And we've got to go by the Bible because that's the, that's the true account of it. It just says at midnight. I guess the, it just happened at midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing to the Lord in a praise and worship to the Lord because God was worth something to them. And at midnight, as they began to praise and worship, they discovered a miracle that night. Though they were arrested, beaten, and imprisoned for doing good, Paul and Silas were filled with joy and sang praises unto God. Amen. If you're going through the darkest, hardest struggle of your life right now, if you will just break out in praise and worship to God and give worth unto Him, you're going to find a miracle. And what Paul and Silas found that day, even though they were in the stocks and bonds, arrested, beaten, imprisoned, Paul and Silas were so full of joy because their love for God. It seems as if nothing would make them stop praising God. But anyone can be happy in pleasant circumstances. It's easy to be happy in, in, in happy circumstances. But what about the times of struggle? Child of God that's going to overcome these battles of life are the ones that know how to let that praise and worship just automatically flow out of you. Amen. You could bind the physical body. That doesn't mean if, if, the, if the prison cell binds your body, that doesn't mean that they can stop your voice. You know, they could even put tape over your mouth. That doesn't mean you can't raise your hand. Well, if they take your hands and bind them together. You know what? They cannot stop the praise from flowing out of your heart and out of your soul. Amen. God hears everything that we say unto Him. He hears that cry of our heart. He hears that cry of our soul. 
you can't you can't bind that other than you bind it yourself by saying I'm uncomfortable I'm I'm, I'm in a struggle and I don't feel like I need to praise God for this because it's all his fault no it's not his fault God might allow you to go through the circumstance, but there is a great victory that is ahead of you. You could bind the physical body, but when the soul of man or woman is connected with God, nothing, I'm telling you, nothing can stop the praise and worship to God of a child of God that has got a hold of the power of a relationship with God. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can hold you back but you yourself. And that's when we want to give our worth to God because we do understand He is my deliverer. He is my healer. He's healed my body. He's delivered me. He's given me strength when I was weak. He gave me hope when life didn't look so good. When I don't see a way out, though God, through Him, I know He makes a way of escape. But I want you to think about it here today. If you were in the same situation that Paul and Silas was in, in a prison cell, just for doing good, just for trying to do something good, you were in stocks and chains. Your back was laid open with whips, with stripes above measure. You were incredibly uncomfortable. Through the physical eye and reasoning, you don't see a way of getting out or getting through it and you're in a prison cell and they had you safely in the middle of the jail cell and you could do nothing on your own to get out. What decision would you make? Would you still praise God? Would you still worship God? Would your situation and struggle kill your praise? Let me tell you what would have happened to Paul and Silas if they hadn't have, if they had allowed the circumstances and the struggle to kill their praise and worship to God. You know what would have happened? They wouldn't have seen the miracle of the foundation of the prison being shaken. I'm talking about here today that if we get this 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 drive and desire within us uh, that no matter what comes our way, I love the Lord. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. Uh, I'm still going to lift my praise and my worship up to God. This is a weapon in war against the enemy that He wants you to lay aside and He wants to kill your praise and worship. But think about it. If you're in those circumstances, what what would we do? If you want to get through the problem, praise your way through it. You might think, no, Pastor, you, got, you, you and Sister Burke, you've got to lead us through it. You've got to help us. Well, and we're here to help, no doubt. But the greatest way to get through it is through praise and worship. When things are going wrong, it's not a time to sit and have a pity party and say, I'm not going to open my mouth to God. It's a time to open your mouth to the Lord in a time of sacrifice. No, it doesn't feel good sometimes. No, it hurts. No, yes, I, I understand it's a struggle. I understand there's no way out. I understand the chains are too hard for you to break. But I do know one that can open the prison doors. He can unlock those cells. He can take the chains and break them off. He can 
can take that heartache and He can mend it. He can take that sickness that you're faced with that the doctors say there's no hope in this and He can heal it in a moment's time where we think we've got to take years to overcome it. God can work it out in just a moment's time. I'm talking about a miracle working God. I'm talking about a God. It doesn't matter if your back's against the wall and it's laid open bleeding. I'm here to tell you today that God is here for you if you'll just open yourself up to Him and just start giving praise and worship unto the Lord. Things will begin to break in your life. No, the situation might leave or it might still be there. But I'll tell you one thing, Sister Lonnie, that when those times uh, uh, after I praise God, there's been times the situation was still there, but I know one thing. I had a different perspective. I had a different faith. I had a different trust in God. I took my faith in the power of the Word of God and took a stand. Amen. But praise and worship to God brings forth victory in our lives. The Bible says that there were some things happen. If you want to get through the problem, praise your way through it. You're saying, though He slay me, yet will I trust in Him. The Bible says, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. You know the doors that when they were sitting there in stocks and chains and had bleeding backs, they were sitting there looking at the doors. If you look at it through the physical eye, it's impossible to get out of there. Well, we're not talking about a, a God that can't handle these things, that can't handle the financial struggle. We're not talking about a God that can't handle healing of cancer or a disease that the doctors say it's hopeless. We're talking about a God that can deliver in a moment's time. I've seen it. I've experienced it. You have a touch, have a touch from the Lord. You have a testimony of what God can do. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself, because he knew that they were going to kill him if, if he let the prisoners go. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. But I want you to understand something here. Paul and Silas could have took advantage of the doors open, the chains broken, the, the stocks uh, uh, opened up where they could walk out the door. They could have taken advantage of that. But you know what? They had more of a desire to reach a lost soul in that prison than they did caring for themselves. They stayed the Bible says that the jailer came and fell down before them and he gave his life to God that day. True victory comes when a child of God never allows circumstances to kill their praise and worship. Because at that point, if you quit, if you, if you bull up, you know, they had a chance to just bull up. Anybody ever been bulled up before? Bulled up, stubborn. I'm not going to praise God. I shouldn't be allowed as a child of God to go through these circumstances. That's what we think sometimes. We could bull up, get stubborn and say, I'm not going to worship God. 
But let me tell you something. That is one of the greatest victories of a child of God is to be able to worship and praise God through the struggle, through the turmoil, through the heartache, through the pain. And if Paul and Silas had sat there on that uh, uncomfortable seat with their backs laid open, blood, blood running down, and, and the hurt and the uncomfortableness uh, comfortableness in that prison cell, they could have lost out on the chains being loosed. They could have lost out on the, on the foundations of the prison being shaken. They could have lost out on the prison being open and the doors open and of these past and present uh, struggles of life, today we could lose out on those victories in our life if we choose to allow our circumstances to stop our praise and worship before God. That's where we get our victory. Pentecostals, that's where we get our victory. Apostolic Pentecostals, that's where we, we feel the glory of God when we worship and praise the Lord. But true victory comes to us when we know how to praise and worship God. Chains are loosed. Foundations of hurt and pain are shaken. They crumble. Prisons of the past and present are opened up. True freedom of the soul comes to your life. Souls are saved in those times where we give it all to God and sacrifice. No, I don't feel good at times. When it seems like the world's weighing down on you. When it seems like there's no way out. But there is a time of praise and worship. And it's in those times of sacrifice that God is well pleased. Oh, yes. Such a glorious time around Landmark when we break out and worship and praise. Such a wonderful feeling of God's presence. We begin to break out and not allow uncomfortableness of life. Broken hearts, broken mind struggles to stop our praise and worship to God. No attack of the soul from the enemy. When we give our heart to the Lord, this this wasn't something that had to be manufactured. From Paul and Silas. It wasn't something they just had to work up. This was about a relationship with God that just automatically flowed out of their heart. There was no struggle with it. No attack of the soul from the enemy. No chain on the heart of the soul when they began to worship and praise God. It just automatically flowed out. And that is where God wants us to be. Where it just flows out of us. Amen. In the book of John, chapter 8, verse 36, the Bible says, If if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. It's not manufactured freedom. It's not freedom that has been created. We've got people here in this house. We've seen testimonies yesterday out in the parking lot of people that have been bound by uh, chemical dependency and God has set them free. We've seen people that walked away from God, but God brought them back and gave them a new hope. We've seen people that were struggling with so many things in life, heartaches, pains, struggle, relationships, broken. 
But when you look at the flip side of that story, you see a testimony of a life that has been changed and a life that understands that God is worth worshiping in the times of the greatest battles of life. (laughs) Worship and praise are about relationship with Him. How many times has the power of praise and worship carried me through? I can't even count the times. I can't count the times that praise and worship unto the Lord because He's worthy in the in the darkest valley of my life. He's still worthy of praise and worship from my heart to Him. I can't count the times. <laughs> and many of you, you can't count the times that God has delivered you in the midst of the hardest struggle of your life. Paul and Silas wouldn't let anything kill their praise. Matter of fact, in the book of Job, Job went through one of the hardest struggles of any man I've ever heard of, the history of man. It says, And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men And they are dead. Talking about his sons. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. But did Job allow the hardest battle? I don't know if anybody could go through a harder battle than that. But did Job allow that struggle to stop his praise and sacrifice to the Lord? No. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground in a sign of humbleness before the Lord. But it says here, as he did these things and fell down upon the ground, the Bible says, and worshipped. I don't know of anything that would be worse than what Job went through. But he didn't allow the circumstances and the struggles to stop his praise and his worship. And he fell down upon the ground and worshiped. And listen to what he said here. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in verse 22 says, In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly, because he knew that God was still worthy of praise and worship, even if he slayed him. He still worshipped him. As we stand here today, If we could believe and trust in the word of the Lord that the Lord has given us. To not allow anything to get between us and God. Today you might be standing here with the hardest battle of your life. And you don't know how in the world you're going to get through it. Your back's bleeding. Your heart's hurting. 
your mind struggling. All of the things are battling, going through your mind and your heart and your soul. You're, 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 you're suffering to the very core of your life. But I'm here to tell you, you can't get it giving half to God. If you will give everything to God, everything, and realize how worthy He is to worship and to praise, even in the struggle, even in the heartache, even in the pain, God's going to give you some victory in your life. You're going to see some foundations shaken that couldn't be shaken on your own. You're going to see some chains fall off. You're going to see prison doors opened up that have had you bound. And God's going to set you free. If you'll realize He's still worthy of praise. The Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If I could just find the Spirit of God. Guess what? The Spirit of God's here today in this house. And as you pray and as you cry out to the Lord and worship Him, God, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get there, but Lord, I know You're worthy. You died upon the cross for me. You shed Your blood for me. You you sacrificed everything because You love me. When you offer your worth to, to the Lord in worship and in praise, God's going to break some walls down that you couldn't break yourself. It's here today. I'm going to ask for those who want to come to this altar. I don't want you to kneel and cry out and begging God. I just want you to lift your hands to the Lord and just give Him thanks for giving you the breath of life and for loving you and giving a sacrifice so that you could be saved. Thanking Him for sparing your life. You could be a dead man or woman today because of struggles and decisions you made. <laughs> you, 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 could, you could not be here today, but thank God that He allowed you to have another chance. Thank God that He allowed you to have another opportunity to lift your hands and your voice and your heart to the Lord in praise. I worship You, God. I'm not going to let my circumstances stop my praise and worship to You, God. There's deliverance here. There's healing here. There is victory here today in this house before God as we praise and worship Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, I want to praise Him. I want to worship Him.